0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about stasis getting nerfed. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always look up SNTR Presents on any podcast Uh, Platform, But if you want to catch me live Monday through Friday, go to sntrlive.com and be sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com is getting revamped. New features are added. There's even a community Q&A there. Create your login and then you can always log in with Discord and be a part of that. So we are going to walk through what they said about stasis changing. And then I'm going to give you my thoughts on it and talk about their plans long-term for Stasis because this was really, really quick. I mean, they did this... This was faster than I think anybody anticipated. So, what did Bungie say is the opener of this uh, episode, just so everybody kind of has in their mind what is going on. First and foremost, changes to stasis. The breakout damage was reduced from 110 to 90, and then they adjusted the curve that reduces breakout damage using resilience, increase the damage reduction effect resilience has, so the higher tiers of resilience are more valuable and it caps at 90. So if you really, really want to minimize uh, how much damage you take when breaking out... You, you're going to want to run high resilience in the Crucible. Then they took aim at the Penumbral Blast from the Warlock and they reduced projectile speed by 20% and then they reduced the range down to 16 meters from 28. Now, I will say from the get-go, the range, that's how far it travels. It used to go 28 meters, now 16. That is one area that I think they completely overreacted uh, given the changes I'm about to walk through. I don't think they needed to rein that one in quite that much much. It's it's been I think it's been a little bit overcooked. Winter Wrath, the super that the, the 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 warlock gets to do, got dropped down from 30 seconds to 24. Not a huge deal. I think people are kind of overstating how terrible that is. Uh, it was one of the stronger supers and probably still is in PVE. Uh, and people were glitching it and going infinite anyway. Uh, the winter's wrath light attack cost has been reduced from 5% to 4.5 and the cold snap seeker speed was reduced by 23% so keep in mind you can shoot the cold snap grenades it's, it's, it's a shootable grenades you can stop it uh, I was using cold snap in PVE didn't really notice a difference still feels like it gets the job done couple of times before the nerf i felt like it was so fast it sometimes would go past the enemy so i kind of feel like the speed reduction isn't necessarily a bad thing for pve and it was needed in pvp that thing was kind of uh it was absurd uh, just how fast it would come in room and get you know free kills now the big big change right here at the bottom here against guardians this is what i think is really really helpful Uh, the cold snap freeze duration has been lowered from 4.75 seconds to 1.35 they're doing the same reduction on freeze duration for the ice flare bolts the penumbral blast from the warlock so they're going down from what was close to a 5 second freeze down to close to just a 1 second freeze a little bit over a 1 second freeze now the walls can still freeze you and the the, 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 oh, what's it called? The, the dust field grenade can still freeze you if you stay in it long enough. And that duration has been unaffected. But these were the more common ones that were showing up cold snap, the bolts, and then the penumbra blast. Now, winter's wrath heavy attack will no longer do anything to players if they're not in case. You can't just go around and like do the blast when you're in your super. You got to be a little bit more intentional, encase people first, and then do the blast. Okay. So this was, I think, uh, quick and for a variety of reasons. I also think they pretty much nailed everything that we were talking about. So, what do we think? All right. Many in the community think this was too quick and Bungie should have allowed us to enjoy Destiny 2 Beyond Light Stasis subclasses longer without any adjustments. I, however, don't agree with that for a variety of reasons. Okay. I think there's a lot of reasons why this needed to happen and it needed to happen fast. While I will agree, that the nerf to the range of the Warlock Melee was overdone. I think a quick change is far better than waiting until late in the season when everyone has built around a certain stat or playstyle. So if you would have spent the the next couple of months watching videos, hanging out on Reddit, chasing loot, chasing armor, and crafting a build around a certain way of playing with Stasis, it would have been a lot more upsetting to have that entirely disrupted and changed by some of these changes to Cold Snap, the, you know the, the Melee, and everything else and just growing accustomed to the flow of combat was I think better to do now early on before everybody gets really accustomed as well as like I said building uh, sort of your outlook and your loadout I'm sorry around a certain way of playing truth be told I think Bungie acted quickly because player base numbers dropped really, really quick. I mean, here at the end, I have. It's also good to see Bungie targeting the primary pain points of what Stasis was doing to Crucible, and they no doubt based this on quick player base number decline in PvP during the launch weeks of Beyond Light. First two weeks, numbers were going down very, very quickly. More than likely, they were checking player trends and player stats, and they were probably seeing a high quit ratio, a lot of rage quitting, a lot of people who... Again, they can run numbers like this, they, they, they can see, oh hey, this batch of players tends to play a lot of Crucible, especially after a new release, and all of those numbers were likely down. People were just not enjoying it and not hanging out in there. And I understand the pushback. Some people thought it was fun, some people thought it was fresh, and it was awesome and it brought something new to the Crucible. That is still true. Okay? Stasis is still in the game, it's still having an effect on combat rhythm and the flow of maps in the Crucible. That hasn't gone away. They just targeted the main pain points and frustration points that I believe were driving people to disengage in a very, very expeditious way, which caused a bit of a panic at Bungie to say, we have got to correct this right now, Shadowkeep had significantly healthier numbers, last year for Crucible for the duration of the season, and this time around, conceivably Crucible numbers should have been stronger for longer, we have we have the free to play it's been revamped, the new light experience has been streamlined, and now all the Game Pass players can jump in, and yet Crucible numbers were very, very low after just a few days they weren't low, like, oh my gosh they were low for a launch week, and so Bungie no doubt made this decision based not just off of people complaining on Reddit and streams, but the player base numbers back the negative feedback this wasn't really going to work long term and that's what i want to talk about next long term that was kind of my main issue during that first week i said listen I don't play a lot of Crucible. I don't really have a long-term dog in this fight. I'm not going to be playing two or three weeks from now. However, the long-term effect here could be really, really bad. Even the people that were saying it was fun and they were having a good time were admitting this might get old after just a couple weeks. It had that mayhem effect. It felt very arcadish and mindless and chaotic, and I think that would have gotten old really quickly. I kept saying it doesn't have legs. There's no longevity here your core audience is going to bail because it doesn't feel like destiny and it's frustrating and even the people that like it are eventually going to see that the the veneer was going to chip really really quickly. Uh, I think the real issue with the crucible is the longer term effect that stasis was going to have and even trials of osiris that is likely one of the reasons trials of osiris got delayed to the 27th. They wanted some time to make some tweaks, make some adjustments before having their token sort of flagship play play mode Uh, that's very, very competitive, they didn't want that launching and and coming back around with adept weapons in the midst uh, of the chaos of Stasis. It's also good to see that Bungie can make quick changes to both how Stasis works, as well as the loot pool changes that they promised for the November 24th update this coming Tuesday. They promised quick patch pipelines, and we're already seeing the results of that. Mark Noseworthy tweeted, and he attributed the speed and the quickness here, uh, he attributed it to the DCV. They've made the game install size smaller, uh, a little bit easier to wrangle with and deal with. Now, they've also set expectations. This is not going to be a common thing. They're not going to be shoving out uh, you know, sandbox tuning and subclass tuning every, every 13 days, but this was, I think, good to see. We want to see faster action than slower action. The Crucible crowd and the Destiny community tends to talk out of both sides of their mouths sometimes. We get upset about stuff that's overpowered and we complain that it takes too long for it to be fixed. And as soon as Stasis landed in the game, many people were acting as if it was perfect out of the box. It's totally fine. Let it be OP. Let it run crazy. I really do think the prevailing opinion was that it wasn't fun too disruptive and was driving people away so even those that were having fun and staying were not in great enough quantities to justify completely leaving it alone I'm actually looking forward to more details about what they're going to do long term they said they have long term plans for loot that they're not willing to really go into detail right now so they give us their short term you know idea also they've got other adjustments for stasis that they say they want to do and given that it seems that they may have over overcorrected on the warlock melee it would be really nice to see maybe some split sandbox changes uh in in the coming in the coming future as well as just some smart changes about maybe some of the things i think certain aspects of some of the abilities don't feel very strong in uh, pve and it would be nice to make sure the pve is not hampered or hindered because of what they need to do for the crucible so we're going to transition to q a if you're here live don't go anywhere if you're listening to this as a recording be sure to go to sntrlive.com for the live broadcast. and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents. This is going to be my question and answer session that followed my talk about stasis getting nerfed. If you're listening to this uh, or watching this anywhere that it is recorded or one of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. Uh, if you don't feel like catching me live, you can always get all the content schedules and new features at SNTR Network dot com sntrnetwork.com is going to become our central hub for member perks and past broadcast schedules and all sorts of things even community q a so if you want to have q a discussions when i'm not streaming or after hours get on there and enjoy that create your content i'm, I'm sorry create your uh, profile and get in there and jump in with folks first question from Aku to papa says a coup to papa says after playing too much comp I'm tired of the Warlock, so this is a welcome change. However, I feel like the Titan super duration is too long. Should it be taken down a couple seconds as well or balanced in a different way? In my experience, the Titan is clunky and kind of... Sl- like, he's fast with the slide and stuff, but he's also kind of clunky. So I don't know if duration is a problem. Um, I really don't, um... I I think that you know if if uh, if duration were a problem I think they would have probably taken a look at it uh, given that especially in PVE you kind of you kind of need it to uh, you kind of need it to last a decent amount of time because sometimes the, uh, the 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 enemies are really really spread out and it, it can take a long time to kind of close those gaps and then you're going to eat up all your uh, all your all your super just traveling uh typo in the command there it says hat so i updated that um so i don't know i don't i don't i uh, i feel like it just feels really really clunky um so Eugene saying i feel like his super is really zoomed in the fov really really struggles yes i i don't disagree with that it does something weird about it it might be the fov zoom or something um so i i don't Anytime we were facing Titans in the Crucible, I felt like their speed and their slide, and they, 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 it felt like I was playing Destiny 1 Titans. I don't think the duration of the super is an issue, though. Uh, I think the main issue that they were trying to mitigate was how long you stayed frozen and how often it could happen. Like I said, I, people getting frozen or slowed down or whatever, it, it's its its part of stasis, you know? Uh, but, but I think that it was the frequency and how easy it was Um, since there's a question on a community question ever maybe answered on the show oh yeah we could feature that Uh, we could feature community Q&A right now um, as one of the new features on the website so yeah I mean I'm I am not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bang on that drum and be like oh this is too long that's too long Um, so you know I, I, I think it's fine Uh, we're going to put something on display for you right now. This is what it looks like when you create an account on sntrnetwork.com. You have your profile account, membership, and support. And down under Member Perks, right now we have Community Q&A. Member Perks will continue to fill out, especially once we add uh, subscription packages to the website. But Community Q&A, when you click it, comes over here... Looks like a little bit of a forum place. This is a great place for you uh, to submit questions and have discussions with the community in the uh, in kind of the after hours. Uh, we'll zoom in here, give you a little bit better look at it. And we have our very first question. Uh, we have our very first question that has been submitted. So I'm going to go in here, and the question is about basic mod building from Dark Seraphim. And right here... We see as a fairly new player, new light shadowkeep era. I have trouble coming up with basic builds because of the overwhelming options. Aside from watching YouTube build vids and copying what's good, what's a good way to have a solid foundation for builds? I know weapon mods change regularly, but this. But uh, is there a good place to start from? Thanks. In advance, and what's great about this is that you guys can vote and answer. Teddy, uh, one of our our mods, has already answered, and the more you answer, and the more votes you get if it's a good answer, the more you'll kind of level up on the community Q and A section. So be sure. Uh, if this sounds like a great place for you to hang out, like our own miniature super helpful forum Reddit thing uh, as a way with, you know, upvotes and and things like that. You can go in there and get your answers. So, Teddy's answer is there. It's available if you guys want to read it. I'm going to give you an answer. I'm going to scroll back up here to Dark Seraphim. And I'm going to say, what I basically do is I set my sights on a certain gun type or a certain ability that I want to have more often, and I just figure out how to get that. So, the Warmind build that I was going after. I got the gun to to, to get me to the place where I could create them. So I started using the Seraphim hand cannon, the 180. And then I started going into the armor and moving things around and shuffling things around. And then I started using that. You're going to be able to hear the the glorious mowing of my lawn that's supposed to happen on the weekends when I'm not streaming but it's happening today for some reason (laughs) Uh, but yes, that's what I do I typically set my sights on a particular gun and or ability type and try to spec into that Uh, another example I will give you when oppressive darkness rolled around I wanted to spec into really great grenade uptime. I wanted to be able to throw oppressive darkness grenades as often as I could. So I was going for armor mods that increased discipline, guns that had demolitionist. and... And at the time there was a thing called Breach Refractor where if you got kills with a weapon with anti-barrier rounds you would get increased grenade regen. So I was trying to stack as much as I could. That's basically how I approach it. I am not some god tier builder in the game. I don't really play and think that way but that's how I approach it and it's usually pretty satisfying when you see the fruits of your labor while you're playing, uh, trying out different guns, different builds, and seeing those uptimes that's usually when it feels, you know, starts to feel pretty good. Don't ever feel like there's a right or a wrong way to play either. I think that's one of the things that people kind of get caught up on and hung up on is this idea that they're doing it wrong or, you know, oh, it's not optimum, so that makes it bad or inferior or something. So, good first question on the community Q and A uh, on the website there. Thank you uh, for that. Next question uh, through the live form, Torchwood. So, with the nerfed stasis, do you think that PvP is more balanced now in the current sandbox in regards to weapon balance versus class or subclass balance? Um, Do you think that PvP is more balanced now in the current sandbox? I mean, PvP is still kind of crazy, dude. I mean, there is still some wild stuff that you can do. There's still some really strong stuff that you can do. Uh, I don't necessarily think... um, I don't necessarily think that there is a, uh... There's ever been really a time that I would call it balanced. I would say it was overbalanced when Destiny 2 Vanilla launched. I, you know, that was... That was probably overbalanced. It felt pretty boring. Um... And now, you know... I don't play enough, but I'll say this. When I was playing the other day... And I was getting in actual gunfights instead of losing to Stasis... Um... I would say that there was a mixture of weapons. I was dying to True Prophecy, that's a 120. I was dying to Dire Promises and Thorns, but I was also dying to Pulse Rifles and Auto Rifles. I think even a couple of games, there was guys using Scout Rifles to great effect. They'd kind of sit back. Uh, sniping does feel better even though it's a lot harder on controller uh, they lowered that aim assist on the low zoom scopes and uh, it, it's more satisfying when you hit a snipe now because you kind of know you earned it uh, in the times past I was always like I did not hit that snipe you know the game hit the snipe for me so I, you know what is balanced mean you got to kind of define that I, right now what I would say is There's not really a time where we're ever going to get where we're like, yep, game's perfectly balanced, but if there are lots of different viable guns and builds to run, that's a good thing so that you don't feel pigeonholed into always playing meta. Uh, There have been eras where you feel like you have to run a certain gun and build because that's just the meta, and that's not what you want to see. I think they've actually done a better job moving away from that, Um, you know, I just created my profile at SNTR Network. Great job, as always. Yeah, Creature killed it, guys. You can literally create profiles there, and we are going to start adding more and more perks as the time goes on. So get in now, and then it's real easy. From that point on, you can always just log in with Discord so that you can kind of have it already connected and ready to go because we're going to have our own bot and our own role assignments depending on what packages you pick. Uh, Jose says... With these recent changes Bungie made to Stasis, do you think a separate sandbox for PvE and PvP is coming or possible in the near future? It's not coming. No. They can make changes against Guardians with respect to certain effects, like how long you stay frozen, and things of that nature, but um, they're not... I, I don't think they're going to ever go split sandbox. I don't think the game is built that way for starters, and, and next... the 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 rare times that they do make tweaks to a gun in pve and pvp separately it takes a lot of extra work because basically what they have to do is if they're going to buff a weapon in pve they can't just make the weapon stronger they actually go in and make the enemies weaker to that weapon it's a very very uh it's kind of reverse engineered um it's they, they can't just say oh make this weapon stronger against rank and file enemies no they literally have to go in and make rank and file enemies take more damage from that particular weapon so they're not actually making the weapon stronger Uh, because if they make the weapon stronger it's just automatically going to make it stronger in crucible so it's not something they can do and I, I get that people think oh man split sandbox would solve all of our problems it probably would help out with things like this but I just I don't know they built the game without that in mind and essentially what we were told anytime this came up in the past uh, by people that were on staff they would say listen we'd have to rebuild the entire game it's just it is not built for us to make those types of changes they would have to rebuild the entire sandbox and weapon system and I know they just kind of rebuilt the game but it's one thing to rebuild the game and not have to rebuild every aspect of it I I just I don't think that that was uh, on the table Um, and and I also just don't think they like the idea of the game getting a, a, a greater divide than it already has They like the idea of a gun as a gun is a gun as a gun. You know, you just take it with you. Um, So, Titus says, what would you say is of, uh, so would you say that a varied sandbox is the aim of Destiny 2 rather than a balanced sandbox? Um, Well, yeah, that's how I would approach it. You're never really going to have a balanced sandbox. There's too much space magic. Um, There's too much space magic. So, um, building one-off solutions is better than building it the right way in the first place. I mean, nobody said that. That's not what I'm saying. I-, I was very careful in how I worded it. When they originally built Destiny, I don't think they had this in their mind. I don't think PvP was in the framework in the original scaffolding of the game. I think it was tacked on, and I think because of that, they didn't, let, like, imagine when they were doing the initial groundwork, engine work, and, and sandbox work, weapon design, all of that. They're setting up all of the base structures for the game. You know, you go back and you, and you watch all of the, um, original you know, footage that they had when they were like beta testing stuff. Um, yo, what's good, Dad Rifles? How are you? And if they didn't know they were going to add PvP, I mean, uh, <laughs> They wouldn't have built those foundational decisions, you know? The makers of Halo didn't have PvP in mind when coming up with the game? No. No. Go back and you watch the earliest beta tests, the earliest demos and things they were building. They were not building a PvP game. They were building an RPG looter shooter, an MMO, an MMO light style game. They were not building a PvP game. Um, It is my theory that Activision pushed for PvP to be added. If you think about everything that happened in the first couple years of Destiny, everything that came into the game that was too strong, broken, backwards, not right, was mainly... In PvP, if you look at like hammers and and uh, infinite tether was a bug, but like the how strong hammers were and and how strong Vex Mythic class was, these things were basically they never would have been a problem. No, do you think anybody would have said anything about Vex Mythic class if there was no PvP? No, it would have been totally fine. It was an awesome weapon. It dropped in a raid. It was an exotic. Yay. So. If you go back and you watch all the original early press, early demos, early language, they say nothing about player versus player. I just don't think it was in uh, in their purview. They didn't want to make another Halo. That's not the route and road they wanted to go down. And so... Here we sit years later, the foundations of the game is that the gun is a gun is a gun. They can't go in and say there's a PVE damage knob and a PVP damage knob. And when we turn that, it affects every interaction in the game. You know, it just, I, it, I don't know. It just, it's, it's how they, it's, it's how they, they, the game is set up, um, I don't know that seems a little off the mark it's not like halo needed pvp either uh but they went for it i'm just telling you donut go back and watch all of the most earliest footage conversations all of it go back and look all, all of their conversations about it there's no there's not a single mention of pvp um there just isn't and so i think it was a late edition i think it was a late edition um there and also consider this there was a very, very clear creative dissonance at the company. If you read the Kotaku article where Joseph Stott Supercut was shown to Bungie and the conclusion was they were making the wrong game. They were like, it's too campy. There were cut scenes after every mission. It was very, very linear. It was very campaign driven and they didn't like it. The upper executives at Bungie were like, that's not the game that we want to make. They broke the game apart, delayed it an entire year. It launched launched in 2014 instead of 2013. So, you're trying to go back in time and play this would've, should've, could've game. Like, would've, should've, could've. They should've done this. They should've done that. There was clearly a creative breakdown back then. And that's the world we're still living in. Was that... I mean, they just recently... Basically rebuilt the game in many aspects, restructured a bunch of things, made a bunch of technological changes because the game wasn't going to be able to adapt to the modern landscape and to the into the next-gen consoles, and they had to make those changes. Goodness gracious, you're not even getting the increased FOV and in frames per second yet. You're having to wait until December the eighth. Uh, you're you're taking like a month uh, a month to, to to get there, and so I I don't know I, from from I think from the from the, the very very beginning they, it was clear they had creative uh, dissonance and problems so I don't think you can talk in 2020 and try to conceive of like man I can't believe they didn't set this up for split sandbox um, you know not to heckle you too much but Halo was a single player linear campaign heavy game that the story lead worked on even I respectfully uh, am not seeing the dots connect in that way so you don't you don't think that when they said they didn't want to make another Halo, and Joseph Stoughton puts before them another Halo, a campy, linear, basically like single player story driven game with cutscenes. They said it was cutscene heavy. There was like a cutscene after every mission. He was building another halo and that's not what they wanted the creative differences drove stotten and marty o'donnell away away from the company marty the the composer and and they left like there was a creative dissonance I don't think they had a firm grasp on the game they were building long term back then and because of that I think we're still living in that world now that is why there is not uh, that is why uh, that is wh- why we don't have a split sandbox clearly back then they didn't have a great vision cast or a vision capture or vision transfer of the game uh, that they were wanting to build um, so is my message disappearing no I see your messages coyote why can't I ask that question? I don't know. Your, your questions are in chat as far as I can see. I'm not sure what happened, brother. I'm seeing them. Maybe your YouTube chat's bugging out. Um, you know? Next question from Enigma. I gotta move on. I gotta move on. Uh, the This was a multifaceted hotfix, says Enigma. Guardian freeze and boss damage received from Shade Binder were both addressed patch- uh, in the patch and push through in under two weeks. Do you see this as a first sign of faster patching processes that we have seen previously? Well, I need to say two things, because they've given us some expectations here, right? First and foremost, Noseworthy says this is because of the DCV, so the game's smaller now, their patch pipelines are faster they can update the game quicker. Bravo! Let's all clap, right? Let's all clap for that. But they also said in another in another tweet, uh, in another tweet, they said that to not expect this. They're not going to be making big, huge, system-wide sandbox, you know, subclass changes every two weeks. This took a lot of work. I think they really, really threw uh, the kitchen sink at this to make sure this got done quickly. They're not going to do this every two weeks. Um... I, I, I don't I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. I think is saying, look, we can patch quicker now. We can make faster changes, but they're also saying, listen, we can make faster changes, but that doesn't mean every two weeks we're gonna completely change the sandbox. Like you gotta kinda have both of those realities in your mind. Yay, faster changes. But you know, not not so significant all the time. you know, making little tweaks here and there will be nice. I apologize again. For the lawnmower in the background that's not supposed to happen Monday through Friday while I'm working uh, I don't I'm not really sure what's going on I, I it is uh, it's a Friday they're supposed to come on Saturdays or Sundays so I'll uh, I'll figure out why that's going on um, maybe a schedule conflict with the holidays so we'll we'll let it ride but uh, <laughs> we specifically went with a company that could do it on these days so uh, I, I uh, I'm 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 not sure what's going on is it okay if in the community q and I create a post uh, for people to submit their favorite PVE PVP bills oh yeah oh yeah go ahead that's it That that is there for you guys to do as long as you follow the rules man go for it um, that's awesome yeah uh, <laughs> your butler's mowing yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah my butler is mowing <laughs> you have a house and you use a lawn service oh yeah I don't have time to do it I don't have time to do it. When am I going to do it? The only days I have to do it are days I'd rather spend with my family. So. I connected to the SNTR network with Discord. I can't change my username. All right. Well, you can take that up uh, maybe with Creature in the Discord or use the the help thing or whatever. I I can't do anything about that right now. so yeah, that's my answer about the quicking, uh, quicker patching process. Uh, Joseph Young, does Bungie's fast reaction show that their changes have truly allowed them to make fast changes, or does it show that they shipped something they knew wasn't 100% tested, and they were fixing it before? Um, I mean, it's one of those things where... It, it's one of those things where I would say, there is a there is a high probability that they had some of these tweaks Loaded and ready to test. I, 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 I don't want to act like they lied to us. Okay. But I'm having a hard time believing. They immediately knew it's cold snap. It's warlock melee. It's freeze duration. And here are the things we need to do. Oh, and we've already tested it. Oh, and it, lo- it looks good. You see what I'm saying? I feel like they knew going into launch week... Here are the potential problems. If these things are getting highlighted and it seems the player base is responding really poorly, we are already working on some changes and we're testing them. I, I am not going to sit here and try and act like they're misleading us or something. But I find it highly unlikely that in the first two weeks of the content being released, they just immediately knew what to do and immediately knew what to shove out. I, I don't. I just. I don't think so. There's a certification process that has to take place with patches. Um, because think about it it wasn't a hot fix you had to download a patch and on the Xbox they and, and again they have a good relationship with Microsoft so maybe that's greasing the wheels a little bit on those certifications for those updates but I also think some of this was probably already getting cooked up because I, I don't know they had to know these things were going to be a little bit too much and they kind of had some they had audibles. This is what I'm going to say. I think they had audibles ready and loaded to go in the event that certain things got a lot of negative feedback and it didn't take long for the narrative to highlight the thing, the the, the things that seemed to be the most obvious. That cold snap, warlock melee, and being frozen for forever sucks terribly. Can we do something about this? Um, I, it just doesn't seem because I, I think one of the reasons people are like oh they're just listening to reddit and the streamers well because <laughs> all the reddit posts and streamers were talking about the exact same thing that's not a coincidence like reddit agreeing with streamers that's kind of unusual right Like you're, we're, if if they're agreeing with the streamers there's to me a pretty high likelihood that Bungie knew these aspect, aspects were going to be a problem and they had some changes ready to go That that's that's not me trying to act like this was some sinister plot, but that's just prime time versus the prologue like they had to get everything ready for prime time and then they had like a prologue follow up patch because, you know, I thought, yeah these things are probably going to be an issue, so James Rollins, Lono, you mentioned how you thought well of radiance and bubble were too strong and raiding counters need to be created around them can this be alleviated by dark subclasses not getting buffed by them? Um no cuz generally speaking well of radiance and bubble are really strong cuz they buff they buff your weapons. Um so I'm not going down this rabbit hole again with you. Uh I uh I um that's just that's just, that's not a debate I want to have again. We had that debate this morning. I have a very radical position that whenever they finally bring the aspects and fragments to the other subclasses, they should get rid of Titan Bubble and Well of Radiance. I think too many encounters are designed around them. Um, in In light of that, in light of that, um, we'll see what they do. I don't want to debate that again. We debated that this morning. I just think they're, so, they're 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 so assumed and presumed and, and and so influential that literal encounters are designed around them. Someone saying it's rumored that Redeem will be running six well locks. I I I that seems insane to me, but yeah. Um yeah. FET 44 uh, with the next question. Realistically, is it too much to expect that we get a weapon to fill each archetype in the yearly DLCs and then focus on specific archety- archetypes over the seasons that follow? This is a question that's not really related to Stasis getting nerfed, but I'll give you a quick answer. We talked about this on the Rageous Roundtable. There are two competing thoughts here, okay? There is the one thought that would say the archetypes need to be filled in the expansion and then maybe even added to throughout the year. And then there's the the loot philosophy that I think Bungie's trotting out right now that with sun setting, You'll have most of the archetypes filled. So, like right now, if you want to run a 140 or a 120 uh, or a 180 hand cannon, there are guns uh, that you can use. There are guns that you can use. uh, And because of that, those archetypes are still usable and still end game viable. And then throughout the year, as things start to fill, you can say, Hey, I would love a new 120. Okay, well, spring season or summer season adds a new 120. So, I think that's their philosophy for loot going forward I think they're okay with archetypal vacancies to a point because then that becomes a focal point you're really excited about next season because they're going to add a rapid frame of a certain gun or a grenade launcher or whatever Uh, I would say um, I I would say that that's kind of where they're headed Uh, and I don't necessarily think that's right or wrong I'm just telling you that's what I think they're doing I would prefer expansions fill in a lot of those gaps and be pretty awesome and then the seasons add more unique, more thematic weaponry that's tied to the season like they did with the war Mine cells uh, and, the, um, and the, the weapons from the, I forget what they're called now, um, the Seraph weapons. That, that to me seems to be the best route. So what you do is, is you use the expansion to really fill up the loot pool and then you use the seasons to add very, very thematic, more unique gear so that I'm going into different environments and the weapons are cool and effective and strong, but they have some unique trait the way they did with the Seraph weapons that was clearly tied to, you know, Rasputin and Warmind technology. I don't know if they can do that every time, but that's, that would be my philosophy so I don't necessarily think what they're doing is the best way I'm just kind of trying to say I think this is what they're doing I'm trying to diagnose their philosophy you know Ryan, What are your thoughts on the notion that the expansion is just setting up uh, for the next 2.5 years of content? That's another aspect of the loot thing. I, again, I don't want to get off on side tangents. We're mainly talking about stasis and we talked about loot yesterday quite a bit and on the Rages Roundtable, but that is another piece of the philosophy and a, and a piece of the timing that I think a lot of people are theorizing about. Maybe Bungie's plan is to fill the game up over the seasons and over the years because sunsetting hits so hard. The only problem with this theory is that you still only get a 12 month window on every loot edition. Every time they add loot, that loot has a 12 month life cycle for infusion and end game viability. And they are also making sunsetting a bit more extreme than they seemed to originally plan to. Uh, it seems to be reaching into more uh, more content and and more more places. And I, you know, it's just like. In 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 that realm, in that realm, I I think that there is a razor here that they have to kind of dance on. If they add too much loot in an expansion, that means every expansion has to fill those gaps back up because every expansion means hey, you're a year away from that big loot ad and all that stuff's getting sunset. So. Let's say they added 75 weapons in Beyond Light. That means a year later, they have to replace 75 weapons. It might be a little bit more manageable for them and more rhythmically sound for them to add 30, maybe 40 weapons in an expansion and then 20-something weapons every season. So when the weapons pool gets hit by by a sunset of a season or a sunset of a year of an expansion, it's not quite as extreme so, yeah, and the strikes are supposed to get lower to 1050 in the playlist, they admitted that was a mistake I, that still, to me, isn't the end of the matter, I still think Adept Nightfall should be 1050, Planets and Lost Sectors should be 1050 nothing should go up in power until you select a different version, the harder version, the Legendary Lost Sector the whatever, the Master of this, or the Master of that I really, really do I, I really, really do think so um, so that that I think is is the big is the big uh thing that should change, so that sunsetting only affects your loot when you're leaving all of the entrances. Entrance level content should be public spaces, lost sectors, strike playlist, campaign. I would even say adept nightfalls should be at the very very bottom. They should be 1050. And then as soon as you want to leave that era, you want to go into legendary lost sectors. You want to do master empire hunts you want to go up in difficulty in the nightfall? Boom. That's when sunsetting hits. Like that's when it should hit. It should not hit before that. That's that that is that's my position on it. I think that they've reached they've overreached with sunsetting and it's setting a bad precedent. It is. I think it's setting a bad precedent that in 12 months I'm going to be going into witch queen and I'm going to have three I'm going to have three seasons worth of loot that I can use in the campaign and that's it. That makes those three seasons really, really important because <laughs> I won't be able to use stuff from Beyond Light. It'll be sunset. It, you know, campaign was set too high. Homie, I was like two me- two missions in into the campaign and my, my, my weapons were too weak. I had to infuse. Um, they have such a large power gap, though. Uh, oh, they have to have such a large power gap or sunset will never work. Right, you would just... Uh, I don't know, what are you gonna do next season with the fifty? With just a 50 power bump? Right. You're gonna go into Witch Queen unable to have what you have right now. That's a weird feeling. Right. The, the I'm okay with going into the Witch Queen expansion and not being able to go into the Witch Queen raid with everything I have. Why? Because I would spend those beginning weeks... Looking for loot, taking some new things, maybe taking something from the more recent seasons—the summer or the spring—and taking that into the Witch Queen raid. That's fine. That's the end game of Witch Queen. Personally, uh, this might sound kind of crazy. If you do a normal and a hard raid, you could even say that sunsetting doesn't affect your loot until you go into the hard mode. That might be a little bit too much, but still, I—I I don't know. It's super weird to think I'm going to be playing the the Witch Queen campaign and have to leave behind guns from Beyond Light. It's like, it's just a campaign. I, you know what I mean? now i think an easy fix here is to have a normal and a hard mode campaign so people that don't care about it being challenging can go normal and normal would be at the floor it would be at the lowest power level available so all your gear would work and then if i want to run hard mode i know what i'm signing up for i know i'm signing up for something that will in enact and affect sunsetting, setting so i can't take that loot in there like that it i, I don't know that to me is the way this is the way Difficulty spectrum solves all these problems. Difficulty spectrum solves the overreach of sunsetting, and it's it's just it's like the flip of a switch. Like the flip of a switch, all you have to do is have a, a normal and a hard mode campaign, and then strike playlist, public events, public space, lost sectors, and the lowest level nightfall are all set at the floor. And as soon as you leave the floor, that's when sunsetting hits. I, I don't know. I, that's how it should work. Coyote, do you think nerfing of cold snap was intentional for pve i mean they they slowed it down so and they didn't put that in the against guardian, so yes, I do think it was intentional um i i think that it it was traveling so fast it was messing with in you know p v p encounters it was sort of undodgeable, and uh everybody's like it's easy to dodge it's easy to dodge, just jump well, uh you know, Bungie seemed to think it was too fast, so. Titus. The stasis wall shatter radius damage is also extremely effective with Titan Slide and Hunter Dive abilities. I feel like a Hunter Dive combo has a skill ceiling worth keeping in the game. Do you see it being nerfed? I certainly hope not. I think that the the Warlock needs something, personally. Um, I think the Warlock should have some sort of a shatter punch that he can do um, because the, the, the shatter dive and the slide on the Titan makes shattering those walls and crystals so so fun and I feel like the warlocks just kind of sitting there like yeah I wish I could do that like the warlocks really really strong with his melee and his super but it'd be nice maybe they could do that maybe there's an aspect or a fragment you could use that would give you a really really fast cooldown on your melee but it would turn your melee into a weak um, arctic blast but it would shatter crystals it wouldn't really hurt the enemies that much and you would lose your projectile melee but I'd be able to like it would be like a wind shove or something like an arctic blast and then the crystals would all shatter so I would weaken my melee purely to use it for destroying crystals um, and it would be on a quicker refresh rate so I could do it more often kind of the way you can slide and shatter dive like at will there's a slight cooldown on the slide Um, I don't know warlocks are really really strong but they don't, I just, I feel like their lack of that really cool intrinsic utility to slide into crystals or slam the ground to hit them that the hunter and the titan have, I feel like the warlocks need something in that vein and that might be a good trade off because the warlock you know, the the melee being a ranged melee uh, sacrificing that for an arctic blast that would shatter the crystals would be kind of cool maybe MKSignaro, with Stasis already getting a nerf, do you think Bungie will run the numbers and keep it out of trials? I don't think I would want the most competitive PvP content to just have people running around freezing people and getting easy kills. Well, this is a little bit of an oversimplification. I already think some of the higher level players have figured out to kind of adapt and play around Stasis. I played 60 games of comp, and the main problems that we were having with map rhythm and combat, they addressed. Uh, they addressed the cold snap grenade and the warlock melee, um, and the the duration of freeze. I mean, those were the main problems. So I, I I don't think they're gonna kick Stasis out of trials. No. Birdface, do you think elemental counters are the future of the dark versus light power dynamic? Because it makes sense to me that Stasis would be weak against solar. I'm not going to say that they won't do this because I didn't think they would ever do an ice subclass. I thought I thought it sounded crazy. I thought it sounded like something out of uh, out of out of some other um, other other place. Um, and they did it, so I'm not going to say no, but I am going to say it does seem a little not destiny. The combo system, like from Anthem, or in this a counter system. Um, I don't know if they would do something like this. Uh, you know they. they you couldn't do this in crucible because that gets too rock paper scissors you have no way to to legislate and spec out Not you have no idea what people are going to be using um, but in, in PVE you know, there's always a possibility that they do something like that I, I say no, I don't foresee them doing something like that personally, but I could be wrong I was wrong about stasis in an ice subclass that just sounded so foreign uh, to Destiny for me I I, rem- I remember when I heard that leak I was like, no way <clears throat> I brushed it off, I was like, "No, nah, there's no way they're doing that, that seems made up uh, and I was 100% wrong so that's going to be a little bit of a shorter q and uh, I know the raid team was wanting to try to jump in to do some warm ups, we were going to do some le- legit last wish runs and uh so we're gonna we're gonna take a crack at that if you're listening to this on itunes or spotify you can catch me live monday through friday at sntrlive.com. if you're in the audience don't go anywhere we're gonna be doing some practice on the raid tomorrow and as always please like share and subscribe